Vegas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Gary Ross. And you on a Tuesday morning. Hi, everybody. Welcome into the program. This is game time. Presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat. From the Alan Samuels Studios, uh, glad to have you with us on this Tuesday morning. All right, uh, Ward and Garrett, good morning. How are we? Good. Outstanding. Good. So did you guys know, and I did not know this until I got home from work yesterday, did you know we had a storm come through Sunday night? Yes. You did? Mm-hmm. I slept through it. My wife asked me about it, and I told her I had no clue what she was talking about. No, I got home last night, and I was talking to my wife, and I said, hey, uh, did you know that there must have been an animal or something got li- I mean, because our two trash cans were laying on the ground over by our neighbor's house. I mean, and these are big trash cans. Mm-hmm. And she goes, did you know what? She goes, oh, not a whole lot of rain, but a lot of wind came through here Sunday night. I'm like, well, I'm taking a nap and did not hear it. <laughs> yeah, I created a wind tunnel. I didn't hear anything. Yeah. I mean... I, I literally did not know that we had thunder, lightning, little rain. Had a, not, not a lot, but a little rain and a lot of wind. No clue. All right. Well, what, what, you know, slip right through it. <laughs> no clue. <laughs> I'm like, I went when I was going to work yesterday morning, I was like, why are the trash cans laying on the ground over by Brian and Sarah's house? I mean, come on. What's the deal? But it's, <laughs> we had a storm. Didn't know it. May want to pay a little more attention. Maybe, <laughs> especially, especially you know this time of year, springtime, and all that stuff. So anyway, all right, we welcome you into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We got a lot to get to here this morning, and uh, we're glad you're with us as we uh, as we roll through. Anything interesting happen in your world since we last gathered, Ward? I mean, anything exciting? No, Garrett. Anything exciting? I made up for lost sleep. I, I passed out at like nine. Last night? Absolutely. How funny because normally, I don't know what time, you know, I, I'm a I'm a routine kind of guy. I mean, I, I look, what I do on Monday at 10 a.m., I'm probably going to do on Monday at 10 a.m. every month. I mean, that's just, and if I don't, then I don't feel right. I mean, I'm, here at work, I have what, 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 what I do every day written out, even though I know exactly what I'm going to do, but I still got to write it out and mark it. I'm, I'm that guy, you know? And every night I go to bed at 10.30. Every night I go to bed at 10.30. That's just kind of the drill. Last night I went, you know what? It's 10 o'clock. I'm out. I was tired. I don't blame you. We had games to watch Sunday night and stuff. Yep. So I was kind of out of my routine. Are you a routine guy? Yes. Are you? I, uh, I, 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 miss. Can, I can't color outside the box. I got to color inside the box. I can be a routine person, but I try to just go with the flow. No, I'm not. I said, no. Tuesday, I mean, like Mondays, for example, you know, first thing off the air is put the schedule together. It's not the second thing or the third thing I do. It's You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, I'm that guy, and I can't help it, you know? I I can't. If I can't mow the front yard and not mow the backyard. If I mow the yard, are you that way, Ward? 
Oh yeah, I have I, to do the whole thing. I, 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 I mean, there's there's no. I've mowed in the rain before because I said I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stop. If 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 I, it's just one of those weird deals. Just kind of the way I roll. But anyway, all right. Uh, seven oh four. Four minutes after seven o'clock. I did watch the McLennan baseball game last night. For the fourth time, they won an elimination game in this tournament. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Now, we're going to have Mitch Thompson on a little later on this morning if we can rouse him up. I know. I'm sure he'll be awake. Uh, guys, they had a 7-1 lead, then a 13-2 lead before hanging on to win like 13-11, 13-12, something like that. I mean, it, it, it got a little dicey at the end. Now, I do want to check. He, his starter last night, Ward, was absolutely dominating. And then on a 3-0 count, had to leave the game. And and that's not good. The complexion of the game changed. I mean, it did. Uh, and he was. I mean, he was just cooking along there in the fifth inning, and uh, he had to leave the game with an injury. So we'll we'll, we'll do a little research on that uh, with Mitch Thompson coming up, uh, and look ahead to their championship. Look, the, this is exactly where you wanted to be. Now you took a interesting route to get here. But at the end of the day, didn't you want to play for the championship and a right to go to the College World Series? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely you did. Well, you, you've got that opportunity. You just took a, a interesting route to get here, and that is through the loser's bracket. But the fact of the matter is it is 1 o'clock this afternoon, McLennan and Midland for the third time in this tournament, each having won a game. Uh and it's winter go to go to Grand Junction. You know, so uh, we'll talk to Mitch Thompson a little later on this morning about that. So that'll be fun. We'll get the first word on McLennan baseball with Mitch uh, this morning. Nobody else, just us. We'll have Mitch Thompson this morning talking about it. Uh, we'll also talk to Shehan J. Araja, get some, uh, get some football wisdom. There's a couple of things that uh, really intrigue me, and uh, we'll get to Shehan on that. One of them is... A wide receiver transferring from Nebraska, Power 5, to UNT. Is what's is is that a lateral move? Is that a move down? Is that a move up? Uh, was there NIL involved? Was there I'm homesick involved? Why are you moving from a Power 5 to a group of five? Playing time. And North Texas, to me, is a better position. They're they're a more stable program than Nebraska at the moment, in my opinion. <laughs> well, Nebraska does they have are. some bumps. Uh, is he going to survive? No. Not Frost? Yeah. Mm, no, I don't think so. He's, he's a cat with nine lives, man. He survived. I thought he was out of there this year, but he I, had figured out a way to, to hang in there. They've put together a lot of nil funds to try to help him get the talent in there and i believe that if the success doesn't reflect that after this year it's more than likely curtains for him ward would you agree that nebraska's problem is their recruiting trail uh their footprint for recruiting had in my opinion changed dramatically when they left the big 12 there was, there's no dipping down here and you know not not like they were you know, I mean, well, their, their, and, their, and their footprint was Texas. And it's going to be difficult for them to dip down here because, you know, they legitimately can't come down here and say, well, you get to play this many teams, this many games. Mom in your and home dad state. get to see you five times. That's right. 
That's right. That's exactly right. But you're also battling Ohio State. Who's? I mean, you're in a. You know, they're coming down here and getting the best of the best to go to the Big Ten. They're not going to Nebraska. And, and in their part of the world, the the in the Midwest, well, they're. They're not beating Michigan, Michigan State, no. and Ohio State for players. They're not doing that in Texas. Well, That's what I'm saying. They used to. That's exactly right. They used to. They used to, even before they were in the Big 12. Well, they were the Midwest. I mean, you know, it was – I thought the two teams – and I even considered Oklahoma in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Those two teams right there, who, were, who was the showcase the, the Friday after Thanksgiving? It was Nebraska versus Oklahoma. Yeah. That was the game, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. The game. So there's no doubt, but it, you know, you start doing all this moving and, and all that stuff. But I think, I think the recruiting footprint for Nebraska, it's still uncertain. I mean, they, it's not here as their dominant place and they're not going to beat out Ohio state, Michigan, Michigan state for players. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they, well, they haven't they been, haven't let's put it anything, that way. Yeah. yeah. So they have become irrelevant. I don't know if they're irrelevant because they are the only game in their state, but they're certainly mediocre. Uh, and mediocre doesn't get it. Nope. When it's a sea of red every Saturday afternoon. Just doesn't get it. So, all right, 709, uh, that's what we got for you here today. Uh, we're uh, we're going to get into the Deshaun Watson thing a, a bit today. Uh, he's meeting with – apparently he's meeting with the NFL. First of all, tip of the hat to the athletic – that publication can can get more stories than anybody I've ever seen, and they're first to to the party. Uh, that that organization is pretty pretty impressive, isn't it? For a, Garrett, you come from the the writing background. Mm-hmm. When you look at those dudes, don't you go, "Hey, <laughs> that's pretty cool." Yeah, they're the best of the best. Absolutely. I mean, the, the content's elite. They got the best group of writers out there. It's yeah, and their to ascension to the top in the sports game was pretty darn fast, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think it helped the way the the dynamic changed because like Sports Illustrated and stuff isn't what it used to be, um, and they really kind of jumped on the the website side of it. And the just daily really information took a, a a firm hold of that. Yeah, boy, they and they do a great job. But they they've got a story that uh, Deshaun Watson is meeting with the NFL today. And we'll talk about that coming up in just a couple of minutes. All right, 710. If you want to chime in, we'd love to hear from you. Our uh, CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. So there you go. Uh, a couple other quick thoughts. Uh, we're two days away from, uh, what is it, round four for Crawford Ward? Yes. And uh, they uh, they got Archer City, right? Archer City in Weatherford. And you'll have that game uh on our sister station, 104.9. Mm-hmm. And that'll be, uh, is it, 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 it's Thursday, Saturday, correct? Thursday, Saturday. 7 o'clock on Thursday, 1 o'clock on Saturday, and then 3 o'clock on Saturday if necessary. All right. There you go. And then uh, Bosqueville, we uh, we continue following the uh, Bulldogs. They will take on Toler, the Rattlers. And that will be Thursday night at 7 o'clock. And that's going to be on our sister station, Kicker, uh, the uh, country station, uh, 1590 AM and 99.3 FM. And then uh, Friday night, they'll be in Stephenville. Or I said they'll be in Stephenville. Still mad (laughs) about that. thought I'd pass that along. (laughs) Oh, don't think I'm not leaving early. Uh, They're going to be in Stephenville. 
and uh, they'll they'll play there Friday night at seven six forty five warm up. <laughs> I think they're before at, and after the game. Yeah, mm. I'm telling you, man, that just I, I'm so fired up about that. I can't wait. Uh, we're going to Jake and Dorothy. She, I mean, you, you just write it down. It's an upside down chicken fried steak. You don't get that many places. I don't know any other place in in America where you Mary's. get it. Up, it's it's upside down at Mary's. Yeah. At old Is Joe, that in Strawn? Oh yes. yeah. Old Jody's in Temple. See, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But this is an upside-down chicken fried steak. I went steak. there Thursday after the scrimmage. Did uh, you? Oh, so good. Oh. Upside-down chicken fry coming up uh, Friday night at Jake and Dorothy's. If you're going to the Bosqueville game, come join me. <laughs> It'll be fun. Worth the trip. <laughs> it is certainly worth the trip. Uh, kill the salad, extra waffle fries. Mm-hmm. Just, just That's just a little hint. Where the waffle fry was invented. That, absolutely. You ever seen that machine that, that they make them on? Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. So that'll be Friday night, and then if there's a, a third game, it'll be Saturday back in uh, back in Waco at, uh, at Panther Stadium over at Hewitt. And uh, that will be here uh, 1045 a.m. for the warm-up, 11 o'clock first pitch, and that'll be right here on ESPN. All right, so <laughs> just, I, know, I, know, I know you're kind of growling over there. I, I love it. I love it. All right, 712, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. Alliance Bank Central Texas is independently owned and has been helping families and businesses in Central Texas meet their financial needs since 2007. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll see a few high clouds from time to time today. Otherwise, lots of sunshine. It'll be another hot and humid day with highs topping out at 96 degrees. Mostly clear skies tonight. We fall to 72 and partly cloudy tomorrow. Just as hot and breezy with a high of 97. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. Bill Brock, the new women's basketball coach at MCC. I Again, I think that's a great hire. And how about this? I mean, he's so well thought of at Grace, and they named the court after him. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. That's and he's in their Hall of Fame. And now MCC and Grayson, when they play each other, mm-hmm. he'll be the visiting coach. Playing on his own court. Yes, <laughs> on a court with his name on it. John Moore's, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I'm Amy Hunter, president of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture for your home or office and western home decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. It's the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Stop waiting for carnival season to come around to get a funnel cake or cotton candy. All-American Eats and Treats is your Central Texas food truck with hand-dipped corn dogs, fresh cotton candy, funnel cakes, fried Oreos, and more. For fairs, festivals, company picnics, or just a parking lot in your town, let All-American Eats and Treats be a part of your next event. Call 254-722-1687 and get your carnival treats today. That's 254-722-1687 or check them out on Facebook at all American Eats and Treats. 
Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Isbell Construction LTD, located in the Crawford area, is a family-owned and operated utility company that contracts for Texas telephone companies. Established in 1985, Isbell Construction LTD takes pride in their work and in their hometown. Isbell Construction LTD supports the local communities and the Crawford Lady Pirate. Isbell Construction LTD wishes the Lady Pirates a big win all the way to state. Go Lady Pirates! Game time continues on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 17 minutes after 7. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Garrett and you on this Tuesday morning. want to bring up something here real quick. Uh, uh, Academy and Whitney played uh, in the in the uh, baseball playoffs, I think they played over at Midway uh, this past weekend, and uh, Whitney prevailed in the third and final game, five to four. There was a little controversy uh, about the pitch count, Ward and, and Garrett, and I think the uh, the uh, the two schools then may have met with the UIL. Anyway, the UIL has ruled that uh, Whitney is indeed the uh, the winner of that series, so the Wildcats will go on and they're going to play uh, the. Uh, Franklin Club, who is a really good ball club, twenty-seven three and one is Franklin. Whitney will will go into that series at nineteen and twelve, but uh, obviously a heck of a, a series between Whitney and Academy is that uh, thing was close all and uh, went down to the uh, third game and uh, you know again there was some I think some di- some discrepancy on on the pitch count uh, of uh, one of the pitchers for Whitney and uh, the UIL did indeed rule that. That uh, you that Whitney is the uh, the rightful winner of the uh, of that uh, series, and so they go on to play Franklin. That's good. I mean, it, it, look, it, you don't want to see something come down to a controversial situation, but you know they won the game and they do get the opportunity to move on. Um, I I understand the pitch count rule, but I I don't know. It's there for safety. Is it really necessary? Nope, 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 it's not. I don't think it is either. Listen, you've got 99.9.9.9% of these coaches 
are they, smart enough to know what they, to do. And they know that kid better than some some little metal counter. Mm-hmm. They know that child uh, and that player better. And, and look, they want to win ball games, but ninety nine point nine point nine point nine percent of those coaches have have the kid's best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. They are not going to abuse that kid by overworking him. I don't think so either. No, look, our coaches in Texas in every sport are great people. Great people, good people. All they're all about the kids. Uh it, no, we don't need a pitch count. I mean, if you're going to use a pitch count, I think it needs to be used in little league and in these travel ball. I don't know about that, but and, and things like that. I I just I I don't think the Texas high school coaches need to have a seatbelt. Nope, I agree. They um, for years and years and years and years and years, these coaches have gone the extra mile to make sure, and and, and they didn't have a they didn't have a pitch count. They didn't have a babysitter. No. Or what? Well, look, we're doing these playoff games. And you look up and you see there's the scoreboard operator, there's the public address announcer, and now you got a third person in there, somebody with uh, the a, official a, a, pitch count, a, the official pitch count person filling out these forms. No, I don't think we need one. Just my opinion. And listen, I umpired high school baseball for a long time. I know these coaches, and these coaches care about these kids. Yes, they want to win. That's their job. Uh and they're as disappointed as anybody when they don't. But they're not going to and, – and, again, you can say, well, I remember – and I'm sure that there's, there's certain cases where things – but 99 – like I said, 99% of the time, Ward, it, the right thing is done. When a kid can't is, – is ready to be taken out of a game, he's taken out of the game, mm-hmm. and, the new, and another kid is put in the game. And it's been that way since the beginning of time. And then all of a sudden we go, well, we better have somebody babysit them and monitor them. No, we don't need a pitch count. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't think In my so. opinion. You agree? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, that's why I brought it up. I yeah. just don't, I don't think that that's a necessary thing that we should be worried about. Uh, and, you know, things like this would never come up. If you got an opinion? Maybe your opinion differs from ours. It's 254-662-1660 is the CNC Collision Center text line. So there you go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's talk a second about Deshaun Watson. Now, obviously, the the DA has elected not to pursue the the charges. He still has, what is it, 22 civil cases that are still yeah. pending. And then there's the third phase that we haven't really spent a whole lot of time talking about, and that's the National Football League's investigation. They have a code of conduct, and as Roger Goodell pointed out, uh, look, you you can criminal civil aside, we're going to take a look at the at, at our code of conduct, and our code of conduct is totally separate from either one of those situations or the outcome of either one of those situations. Well, apparently I'm going to assume, and we shouldn't do that, but I'm going to, I'm going to assume that their investigation has been completed because they are apparently meeting with him today. How in the world, if the NFL has this code of conduct in place and all the things that they've pulled the trigger on before, how do they turn and justify letting him back on the field this coming season? I don't see how you can. Um, 
I don't either. This I is mean, different. If, if they, then what in the world is Cleveland doing? I don't know. Running off their guy, bringing in this guy, and then piling on some more money to go with it. Is I, this about the future I, of the franchise? They or had is it to about have, today. They had to have gotten information somewhere. They they I, I, maybe there's some inside information that they got, and that's why they're doing it. And and that that's why I don't. I mean, I really don't expect the NFL to do anything because Cleveland went so pushed all their chips in. But maybe, maybe just I, Cleveland's so dysfunctional that maybe they just pushed all their chips in just to say, well, it's worth the shot here. I, I don't know, but I, I, I just don't, I cannot see how the NFL can just turn its head and say, yeah, we're okay. That's a good point. Maybe they're looking ahead at the draft next year saying, look, let's, let's go for it. Let's try it. If it works, if we get them on the field, great. If not, we're going to be awful. We'll get a good draft pick, and we could grab a quarterback next season. But, Garrett, the they gave him a ton I know. of money on top of it. It, it doesn't make sense. I, I don't it, understand it. I didn't understand it when they did it. I didn't. I didn't think anybody was going to touch him. I, I, I was under the it. assumption that not only would the legal – ramifications be taken care of but also i thought that they nobody in the nfl would 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 pursue deshaun watson until after all of the civil cases had been well they probably they probably wouldn't have if he was still sitting in houston but now that he's in cleveland and it's headlines that he may be the starting quarterback and baker mayfield's being pushed out the nfl their hand was kind of forced in this they kind of have to go and say uh oh, we got to make a decision here. We've got to do something. So that, I mean, that almost tends to tell me that there's something coming down from the NFL. I know, if he was still sitting on the shelf in Houston, I think they would have waited until everything the smoke cleared. But now, I mean, Cleveland's already said this is our guy. And he's going to start and he's going to play game one, and the NFL's kind of. Now their hands forced a little bit. They got to step in. So if they if they say, "All right, Deshaun, you can't play," and you've already kind of outsted Baker Mayfield, what do you do with that situation? Does he come back? I don't. I, well, I highly doubt it. I don't know how. How could he? I wouldn't. He's but been I mean, trashed in the locker room, trashed in the city. He's been trashed everywhere. How? I, I still don't understand why Cleveland just doesn't say adios. That's the thing because like, they want to get something. Something for him in a trade, but well, if, and, if you're and, anybody and Garrett's else, Garrett's got a good point. They probably haven't because they're sitting there going, "Well, what if the NFL pulls the trigger on this and we don't have do? Then we got to we got to plug Baker Mayfield back in. How do you put that relationship back together? You can't. Well, and here's the other thing: if you're Seattle, if you're Carolina, or whoever else may have some interest in him, why don't you, you you're playing a little you're playing a little Russian roulette right here, saying, "Hey, look, you we're going we're not going to trade for him." We're going to let you release him, and then we're going to sign him as a free agent for a lot less money, and we're not having to give up draft picks. And I, I think he, I think some, I think there's teams interested in Baker Mayfield, but as a free agent and not in a draft situation, well, not I in a trade I situation. I don't know that I blame them. No, I don't either. No, they're sitting back. Cleveland kind of made their bed, you know, let them lie in it, and that's. I think that's where we're at. Where we're at with this deal. I, I would not be surprised if somehow Baker Mayfield's. QB one day one. I wouldn't either. That's the crazy. In Cleveland, thing. yeah. Especially if a ruling oh, comes down, what a train wreck that would be. Oh, that's you, Cleveland. Well, yeah, but it's Cleveland. That's Boy, where quarterbacks I, go I, to die. You know what? I'd watch the game because I think. That, <laughs> I, seriously, I, I, I would. 
you just you just brought me some entertainment because I think I I really do think that would be a train wreck. Oh, I, I how does he go back in that locker room? I don't know. You know, you got guys' dads tweeting about. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, how do you go back in that? In that who deal? else on their roster do they have though? I I don't know. I I've checked that in the break. You got to sing. You know, y'all gonna you're gonna huddle up and and sing Kumbaya. You know, you know, can't we all? I, I, what are you doing? I think I, – I, I just don't see him wearing that Cleveland Browns uniform. Maybe he does. Maybe he does. I don't know. That, uh, could be the, that has to be the only reason why they're just not letting him go. But what if the NFL so, does green light Deshaun Watson today? Well, then I think that Cleveland releases Baker Mayfield. So their, their depth chart, their third-string and fourth-string quarterbacks are Jacoby Brissett and Joshua Dobbs. Yeah, yeah household names. Oof. I mean – that's, that's household names. That's not good. No. Surely Cleveland did enough research to. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, I, honestly, I don't know that there was enough research to be done because, again, I don't think the NFL would be pursuing even looking at Deshaun Watson if he was still a Houston Texan because he would still be on the shelf because Houston, they weren't going to put him on the field until everything cleared. Yeah. They made that absolutely clear yeah. that this cat's not going to play for us until everything comes out in the wash and we know that the civil suits and everything else are done. And so now, so the NFL said, okay, we'll just leave that alone then. Now there's an opportunity for him to be a face, starting, of, a franchise. A face of a franchise starting quarterback game one. Of the 2022 season, the NFL went, uh oh, yeah. we we we've got to we've got to step in here and and at least now that doesn't mean that they're going to pull the trigger and and fine him or put him on the shelf or anything else. That just means we've got to we've got to now say, hey, yeah, we looked into it. Now whether they do anything or not, I don't know, but they've got to they've got to step in and just at least say we met with him. There's nothing there. We're going forward. He's okay. Or they go in and go, yeah, he's out for 10 games. Well, there's 22 civil cases that says there's something there. I, I, I know, but you just don't know about the NFL. I, this is either to save face or it's to bring the hammer down. And I don't know which one it is. Well, uh, we may find out as early as this afternoon. I mean, Maybe. But – uh, don't you know somebody in that Cleveland front office is pacing the floor this morning? Mm-hmm. Well, I would think so. So, all right. Hey, uh, Justin said real quick, uh, going back to our uh, our baseball discussion. Not all high school coaches make good decisions. I would probably push my eighteen year old stud more without a rule, especially in the heat of the moment in competition. Shoulders aren't forgiving, especially before the college weight program. Uh, I, you know what? Everybody's entitled to your opinion. And, 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 and again, I'm not saying every coach does it the correct way. I'm saying 90, I'm saying the majority do the majority are about the kids that they are. Uh, I've seen it too much, you know, again, been involved with it from a broadcast side, also from a officiating side, I officiated high school baseball for a long time. Uh, and these guys, they care about their kids and, you know, yes, they care about winning. <laughs> They're supposed to, uh, but they also care about their kids, and and they make the you know, they make 
good decisions when it comes to guys needing uh, needing to be taken from the ball game or whatever the case may be. All right, uh, appreciate the uh, the text, and if you want to chime in, we'd love to hear from you. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty is our CNC Collision Center text line. We are going to talk to Shehan Jayaraja from CBS Sports. We'll do that next here on Game Time. Coach Rod and the Bears back at Baylor Ballpark and here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back home at Baylor Ballpark Tuesday hosting the Lumberjacks of Stephen F. Austin. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch for Baylor SFA Baseball Tuesday. The home of Baylor Bear Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahea. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. They do service right at MP Electric. Since 1996, MP Electric has serviced industrial, commercial, and residential accounts in the greater Central Texas area. MP Electric's trained and courteous electricians will solve your electrical problems quickly and professionally. Be one of the thousand satisfied customers in Central Texas. The next time you need an electrician, call Mark, Paul, Lisa, or John at 399-9895 or schedule your service call at mpelectric.net. American Bank has been serving Waco since 1952 and we're just getting started. Hi, I'm President and CEO Dana Hassel. Over the past few years, we've been busy investing in new technology to give you the best banking experience possible. We've also expanded our downtown branch and built two state-of-the-art buildings at our Woodway and Bellmead locations. With bright open lobbies plus fast personal interactive teller machines, everyone in Waco is now just minutes away from face-to-face banking. Visit us today and see how we're invested in serving you at American Bank. Member FDIC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. MCC is a win away from a return trip to the JUCO World Series. They beat Grayson 16-11 and Midland 13-12 to force the second title game against Midland at 1 o'clock today. Action at Baylor Ballpark tonight as the Bears host Stephen F. Austin for their final non-conference game of the year. 
First pitch is at 6.30, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor has been invited to the National Invitational Softball Championships in Fort Collins, Colorado. They get a first-round bye and will play Saturday against either Rutgers or San Diego. The Rangers cruise to a 7-4 victory over the Angels. Game two of that series tonight, and you can hear the game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's get the latest on college football with Shahan J. Araja from CBSSports.com on ESPN Central Texas. 735, you know what? When I hear that music, I, I, I think the, the, the voice of the National Football League should be talking right now on the frozen tundra. Now, anyway, all right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on, what, what was that guy's name? John Facinda, I think? Was yes. that right? Is that right? Yeah, all right. Uh, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas Tuesday morning. And we welcome in from CBSSports.com, Shehan Jayaraja. Shehan, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks always for having me. Hey, you remember that guy's voice, right? I mean, that, that kind of sounded like it, didn't it? I, <laughs> I get what you mean. I guess what you mean. Uh, I don't know the guy's name for sure, but I definitely remember uh, the voice coming across my television. Oh, that was always good stuff. Hey, uh, the other day, one of your colleagues uh, had an article um, uh, with Kirby Smart from uh, from George. Did you get a chance to to dive into that article very much? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I believe, right? The the comments were basically about tampering, right? Yeah, you're right. What what was your take on that when he said? I, I think Kirby did kind of uh, summarize it. Kirby basically said he didn't think there was a lot of tampering going on uh, from from the coach's perspective. Uh, what was your what was your initial take on that? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, this is interesting. It kind of goes back to an interview I think I did last week uh, on another station. And and fundamentally, the question is, what is tampering, right? I mean, I think that we have this idea of what it is. And I think from Kirby Smart's perspective, he's saying, I'm Kirby Smart. I'm not going to a player and necessarily interacting with them before they enter the portal or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. There's not just one guy who has has the ability to do that. I think that one of the biggest things we're seeing right now is players recruiting other players, you know, guys who maybe they played high school ball with or travel ball with or, or anything like that, even just know from sort of this, uh, you know, the recruiting world. Um, you know, we heard about that certainly plenty with uh, with the Caleb Williams case, right? I mean, we hear that right now with Jordan Addison, that, that Caleb Williams has reached out to him. And so, you know, I think that that's a huge part of it is just player-to-player communication. Obviously, I think that collectives and boosters also have, uh, you know, they've obviously got – uh, a lot going on in terms of communication. Uh, another thing, too, is that there's oftentimes middlemen. I mean, one thing that you see uh, in general is during a recruiting process, and actually, and this happens even in a in a more kosher way uh, with transfers, is, is sometimes, you know, you'll go to a high school coach, you'll go to a parent and say, hey, you know, try to get a feel for, for, uh, for whether a kid is maybe interested in leaving or if he's not happy where he's at. And so, I mean, the idea of tampering is so difficult because there's just so many layers in between. So the idea of Kirby Smart going to transfer X and saying, hey, I'm going to come talk to you even though you're not in the portal, it probably isn't happening. But the thing is, there's so many things happening around that by the time somebody enters the portal, I think that there's obviously, uh, you know, they know to some extent their options at the end. Jayhan, Chad Morris resigns from Allen ISD and – the rumor is that he may be heading back to college football. I I know that you 
kind of looked into this a little bit. Is there a landing spot for Chad Morris in college football? I think there is, and uh, I'd be curious, right? I mean, I think that, first of all, <laughs> maybe he went back to high school and, and realized that, uh, that that maybe the magic isn't quite there for him like it was before, obviously. Allen, you know, they have a great season, but they're out, and they're supposed to have great seasons, and, and they lose their most games actually since 2005. So I, I think that maybe it just didn't end up being a fit for either side. But I think that when you look at Chad Morris, right, I mean, Obviously, his Arkansas tenure was a real disaster, but I think that, first of all, you know, if he, if he wants to go back to college, there's going to be spots for him as an analyst, right? I mean, his, his offensive mind is not questioned. He, he was hired as offensive coordinator at Auburn after that Arkansas tenure. And so I think that probably at this point, that's really what you're going to be looking at is potentially an analyst role, maybe an off-field role, maybe an advisor role. Uh, and so, you know, for me, it's hard not to look past TCU where his son plays right now, Chandler Morris, uh, you know, whether there's an opportunity for him to become, you know, some sort of uh, consultant or uh, some ability to become an analyst or something like that. And certainly at his old spot at SMU, I think that there could be some opportunity there uh, with a new staff coming in under Rhett Lashley. And, and obviously Chad Morris was the head coach at SMU at one point, so he has deep ties there. And uh, for, you know, from what we understand, uh, his family primarily lived uh, in the Dallas Highland Park area while he was even head coach at Arkansas so that his son could finish out his high school career at Highland Park. So I, I think that there's going to be options for him. I, I'm curious what exactly he wants. I don't anticipate unless he sort of goes down to a, you know, maybe a lower tier program that, that there's going to be an opportunity to be a coordinator at this point, not because he doesn't have the ability, but because uh, the timing of it is just weird. But I, I think if he wants to return to college, there should be some options out there for him. Shayha, so Mizzou finally lands their quarterback in the transfer portal yesterday and Jack Abraham. It, is he the right fit? And then when you look at this whole situation, does it seem like he, they settled? Like that, that seems awkward from an aesthetic standpoint that he finally comes in. Like, What does that say about the quarterbacks on your roster and this whole situation? Well, I think what's interesting is there's been so much momentum at Mizzou from a recruiting perspective. You know, I believe that they brought in a top 20 type class, which obviously for Mizzou is, is pretty incredible. Uh, they brought in a five-star receiver. Like they, they had some real momentum. So for them to kind of flop to this extent on the quarterback transfer market was actually a real surprise to me. I mean, obviously they hosted Gary Bohannon and he decided to go in a different direction. And, and I think for him, you know, the opportunity to come in and be a leader at South Florida certainly must have been an attractive situation for him, even if it wasn't, quote-unquote, the highest level. Uh, but, you know, Jack Abraham is, is a good player, but, you know, the, he headed to Mississippi State after his time at Southern Miss. And he was a great player at Southern Miss, I'll mention. Um, you know, had some injury issues, never really forced his way into the rotation. And so, you know, he's kind of a second-chance SEC quarterback in some ways. He's not somebody that I think – uh, would necessarily have transferred to any other SEC school. And so when I look at the sort of the state of the, the quarterback transfer carousel and, and what Mizzou ended up with, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I mean, they obviously took their swing at Gary Bohannon. They took their swing at JT Daniels. And to kind of miss on all these guys, I think you're right. I think that they did settle on a guy. And, and Jack Abraham's fine. I think that he does give them a reasonably high floor. Uh, and they do have other talented players on the roster. So maybe at some point, uh, you know, one of those guys is able to step up and, and sort of be a big-time player for them. But, you know, I think that certainly after what they did last season and with the players that they have coming in, if I'm Eli Drinkwitz, I wish that I could have gotten something a little better. 
tough situation in in Wisconsin with the uh, with the Bill Sheridan situation. Uh, th- just three months on campus in Wisconsin, and then he has to uh, has to resign. W- what's what what do you see as the end result there? Yeah, I think that you know. So so for people who don't know, Bill Sheridan, obviously former. Uh, NFL assistant, along with um, you know, uh, he he's been a defensive coordinator across college and stuff. He he was inside linebackers coach at Wisconsin, but he was named in reports about NCAA violations during his time at Air Force, which was uh, which was during the the pandemic primarily. And so, basically, what he's being alleged and what him and two other assistants uh, who were on that staff are being alleged and and were apparently fired for is that the fact that. Uh, they hosted uh, prospects while they were on campus during the dead period, which was a huge, huge no-no, just obviously with what was going on with the pandemic at the time in 2020. Uh, and also that there might have been some uh, impermissible benefits as well. You know, the funny thing is I, I, I think that this actually kind of gets into an interesting world, which is which is service academy recruiting, which is kind of a whole other uh, world out there. I mean, especially with Army and Navy obviously being as established as they are. I mean, Air Force uh, kind of has to force their way in there in some way. But, you know, so I, I think that, of course, the NCAA is going to come down and, and at some point this will be sort of publicly announced. And I imagine that they're going through a, a resolution process right now at Air Force. But I think that after Air Force uh, self-reported some of the stuff along with the impending NCAA stuff, the reality is it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to have somebody as an inside linebackers coach who is under NCAA investigation and could potentially be hit with punishments. And so I think, you know, for, for Bill Sheridan, I, I imagine that short of being, uh, you know, sort of found not guilty during this process, I, I imagine that he's probably not going to be back in college football uh, anytime soon. Hey, which brings me just out of curiosity. And of course it's easy to, you know, after the fact, but, when you're vetting somebody and, and you're looking into their situation when you're potentially going to hire them, it, it, I'm curious that this didn't come up in the in the interview process prior to going to Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, fundamentally, it doesn't make sense, right? Because they were uh, Bill Sheridan was specifically let go according to these reports at Air Force because of these NCAA violations. This was not a, a situation where he just moved up in in the world and you know people didn't notice like. He was explicitly fired for cause, according to these reports from Brett McMurphy over at the Action Network. Now, again, the NCAA is going to come out with uh, with their statements and and eventually going to come out with a report. And you know, maybe Wisconsin will respond to that at some point. But at this point, I, I think that you're absolutely right. It doesn't make sense the idea that Bill Sheridan could have been hired at uh, Wisconsin without this potentially at least being on their radar. After spring football, what is your take in the Big 12? Who Who is the best team in the Big 12? Is it still Oklahoma sitting there, or is the gap closing between Oklahoma and, and some other teams out there right now? I think that Baylor had a great spring. Uh, I mean, I think that obviously Blake Shapin coming in and them having so much faith in him, I think uh, says a whole lot. The defensive line looked fantastic. I think it could be one of the best units in the league. Uh, and, and I think that they, they saw enough at receivers that you feel pretty good about what they've got. And running back, I'll mention, too, with Craig Squirrel-Williams. Uh, you know, so I think that Baylor's going to have a really good shot of having another great season up in 2022. Oklahoma's going to have something to say about it, absolutely. Uh, I'm curious how long it takes 
to to find sort of that rhythm on both sides of the ball, right? I mean, there's lots of pieces to like, I think, on, on both offense and defense. But this is a very u- new unit. These guys have not played together very much. Uh, obviously, a new quarterback coming in, new primary running back, a lot of new defenders. Uh, I have... I have faith that they're going to, by the end of the season, be a really good team that kind of figures themselves out. Uh, But I am curious in the early going what it's going to be like. Uh, I I also look around at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, they lose a lot on the defensive side, but they have, I think, maybe one of the best defensive players in the country and Colin Oliver at defensive end. They they still have a lot of talent who obviously came up in that Jim Knowles system. And Derek Mason is a great defensive coordinator. I don't expect the defense to take a big step back. And offensively, I think that they have a lot of room for growth after a pretty inconsistent season, especially in the passing game this past season. So I I think that those three teams sort of stand apart. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of excitement around Texas. I I think that I need to see a little bit more uh, development from them on the defensive side of the ball before I feel very comfortable putting them in that top group. But I, I think that those three teams are probably the ones that I'd put at the top of the heap right now with other teams, maybe like Kansas State's right on the edge uh, looking in. Does Latrell Neville, is he now the, the receiver number one going for North Texas as we head into next season? Or is this a situation where it's got to play out in camp? And what are your thoughts of him coming over from Nebraska? Yeah, they've got a lot of good receivers there at North Texas, uh, to be honest. Jair Shorter, I believe, is coming back uh, for another season. Tommy Bush, who was somebody who obviously Baylor wanted back in the day, uh, will be back next season as well. But I I think that you certainly have to like uh, Latrell Neville coming in uh, as another talented option. And so I think that I think that they're just going to have a great group. And the other name that I'll mention uh, that, that I think will be huge for them is their new quarterback who came in, Grant Gunnell. He, he was one of the leading passers in the history of Texas high school football and uh, eventually started at Arizona, transferred to Memphis, and, and things kind of didn't work out because of injuries and bad situation. But I think at North Texas, uh, back in North Texas where he's from, I, I think he's going to have an opportunity to really elevate that unit. So, you know, I mean, when you, uh, when you hear – other coaches and people talk about North Texas. They talk about, especially in that second half of the season, a program that was nowhere near as bad as it's a, as the zero and six that they started, I believe, to last season. But I, I think that now they have an opportunity to to really take a step forward, and I think that Latrell Neville will be a big part of that. Hey, let's talk a second about uh, about Nebraska and, and Scott Frost. And, and again, this is just a thought, but. When they were in the Big 12, their footprint for recruiting, obviously, including included the state of Texas, I, I'm, I'm going to assume now that they're in the Big 10 that recruiting Texas is still a priority, but they're not as successful. What What's the issue, in your opinion, with the Cornhuskers? Yeah, I think that a big part of it is having a defined identity, right? Because like you said, uh, when you are a part of the Big 12, I think that it kind of lets you be part of a footprint. Um, You know, and I think that obviously a lot has been made of the way that recruiting has changed. You know, at one point, Nebraska obviously had one of the most robust walk-on programs in the country. Uh, Anybody basically from that Great Plains area who didn't get major offers was going to walk on at Nebraska, and they found some stars that way. I think the rise of North Dakota State potentially puts a dent in that because you do have 
uh, sort of a place to go if you're sort of an under-recruited sort of Great Plains kid. Uh, and, and I think that there are just less kids who are passed over uh, these days because of the internet, because of huddle, because of things like that. So it's a combination of things. I think that it's lack of defined recruiting train after leaving the Big 12 uh, and also the Big 8 I'll mention because at least, you know, even, even at that time you were going down to Oklahoma very consistently and you could easily pop over to Texas. Uh, and I think that the other thing, too, is is just, again, the way that recruiting has changed and the way that player acquisition has changed. So that's what I think makes it such an existential issue for Nebraska. Now, now I will say, you know, all this is, is to compete at the number one national type level. There's no reason right now that Nebraska shouldn't be competing at a top 25, top 15 level. I mean, the reality is they've gotten top 25 recruiting classes consistently they, they should be fine from that perspective and it hasn't happened but obviously i think that when you talk about getting to that number one competing for national championships level uh, something probably fundamentally has to change about nebraska's brand and maybe it's becoming a little bit more of a national brand if they're able to do that like you know you see notre dame ohio state doing uh but but right now i think that they really struggle for not having a defined terrain jayhan man uh, what are you working on for uh, cbs sports right now yeah, got a got a couple things going on. So, uh, so next week I should have a story coming up on sort of the I, I guess the way that I phrase it is how NIL and the transfer portal maybe is able to to even things out actually for some teams that maybe you wouldn't expect. There's been so much talk about you know Alabama, Georgia, how these teams benefit from it, but I, I think that I found a program that really does benefit in a big way from it as well, who maybe people wouldn't expect. So uh, that should be coming out next week. And and other than that, you know, we're just uh, plugging along. We've got some, uh, we've we got an ACC preview coming out this week on the College Football Survivor Show. So uh, it'll we're, we're staying busy. Sounds good. Hey man, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. That's uh, Shehan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. Does a tremendous job with that program. Uh, 7.52, and, and uh, coming up in a few minutes, John Morris will be here with today's Baylor Sports Beat program. But we uh, also need to get to the Red Hot Rangers. Uh, Ward would not – we were gonna, we were just going to kind of skip over it, but Ward said, no, we've got to talk about the Red Hot Rangers and just exactly where they are right now. We'll do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I don't know what to think about it all. I mean, I'm glad that the players get paid. Like, if you try to express anything like, this is out of control, the Twitter mob will come after you. Oh, my gosh, you want to hold down the players. Nobody wants to hold down the players. I don't think NIL was created to turn this into the Wild West. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. At UBO Business Services, we understand the digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. American Bank has been serving Waco since 1952 and we're just getting started. Hi, I'm President and CEO Dana Hassel. Over the past few years, we've been busy investing in new technology to give you the best banking experience possible. We've also expanded our downtown branch and built two state-of-the-art buildings at our Woodway and Bellmead locations. With bright open lobbies plus fast personal interactive teller machines, 
Everyone in Waco is now just minutes away from face-to-face -face banking. Visit us today and see how we're invested in serving you at American Bank. Member FDIC. Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. The only dentist in the Bosqueville Independent School District is Saddle Creek Dental. Since 2007, doctors Dodd Moore and Jacob Moore have helped patients of all ages while providing them personalized, gentle care they deserve. They offer laser dentistry, cosmetic fillings, single-day crowns, Invisalign clear aligners, and dental implants. Emergency care and conscious sedation is available. Schedule an appointment today, Saddle Creek Dental, 10104 Saddle Creek Drive and at SaddleCreekDental.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with case construction equipment, whatever the job is. MCC is a win away from a return trip to the JUCO World Series. They beat Grayson 16-11 and Midland 13-12 to force the second title game against Midland at 1 o'clock today. Action at Baylor Ballpark tonight as the Bears host Stephen F. Austin for their final non-conference game of the year. First pitch is at 6.30, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor has been invited to the National Invitational Softball Championships in Fort Collins, Colorado. They get a first-round bye and will play Saturday against either Rutgers or San Diego. The Rangers cruise to a 7-4 victory over the Angels. Game two of that series tonight, and you can hear the game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. The 0-2, a swing and a drive, deep out into left center field. Trout going back on this to his right, and it's off the track and off the fence. Simeon scores. Seeger eases into third. It's an RBI double for Adolis Garcia, and the Rangers are back to within a run here at 3-2. The red-hot Adolis Garcia propels the Rangers back into the game, and they win over the Los Angeles Angels 7-4 to improve to 15 and 19 on the year. Just four under 500, Ward Whites. Just four as they continue their homestand. Yay. <laughs> so, I just thought I'd point out that uh, John Gray went five and two-thirds, gave up four runs on eight hits, struck out eight, walked just one. That's a heck of an outing. It is. Outstanding stuff. They're, it's starting to come together. I don't know if you can feel it, but I can feel it. It is starting to come together. This unit is this unit is 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 kind of the, the it's coming together. Okay, the it's solidified. You watch. Okay, you look up at at the All Star break and see them about twelve games ahead of everybody else in the in the American League West. What are you drinking? This mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> Neither one of you think it's happening, huh? I don't. 
I don't see it, man. You got a dream. <laughs> I have a dream. Okay. <laughs> That's not even close. <sighs> oh, boy. All right. So, uh, they continue tonight. You can hear oh, that. By the way, what did you say he lowered his ERA he to? Lowered it, but yeah, but his ERA is 5.73. Leave okay. him alone. He lowered it to that? Yeah. He's getting better. Mm. <laughs> there you go. But, I mean, what a one-two combination. Martin Perez and John Gray. Boy, I'm just telling you. You, 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 when those two go back to back, you don't want to, you don't want to be in a series against the Rangers because you're not going to win it. They're, they're <laughs> <Okay>. elite. <laughs> That's elite stuff. 758. <laughs> wow. Rangers back in action to, tonight over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. Uh, uh, let's uh, get to, let's get to the Baylor Sports Beat program. Here comes the voice of the Bears, John Morris. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat. Your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor Baseball back in action at Baylor Ballpark tonight. And they've got the Big 12 Pitcher of the Week. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Want to be a part of all things Baylor Athletics? Join the Baylor Cub Club presented by Green Eye Associates today. Free registration for the 2021-22 season is available now for kids 8th grade and under. Members receive discounted admission to select Baylor Athletics events and other great promotional items. Register at BaylorCubClub.com or email fan underscore engagement at Baylor.edu for additional information. Show off your Baylor pride and become a Cub Club member today. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor baseball back home tonight at Baylor Ballpark, opening a regular season finale four-game homestand against Stephen F. Austin. The Bears back home from their three-game Big 12 series in Manhattan against Kansas State, a game in which senior right-hander Jake Jackson led the Bears to a 4-2 win on Friday night in Manhattan. For his efforts, Jackson named yesterday the Big 12 Pitcher of the Week. Here's Baylor head coach Steve Rodriguez. Oh, he, he just did a great job. It was good to see him come out there and get that. You know, he, he's been battling for us all year, and for him to be able to go out and get that on Friday night was huge for us. You know, and I think the honor is well-deserved. You know, he came out and just did a great job, went deep into the game for us and allowed us to get that win. Yeah, seven innings tied his season high, uh, gave up one run, scattered six hits on the night, 92 total pitches. 
you got uh, boy if you could get that every friday you'd take that to start any series wouldn't you <laughs> absolutely um you know we were getting that with tyler thomas he yeah. was giving those, those those starts and you know um you know dealing with kind of the injuries we've had to shuffle our, our rotation around quite a bit and so just, just having to be able to get that out of a, a friday guy was was huge for us coach rod of the bears back in action tonight at baylor ballpark hosting the lumberjacks of stephen f austin on the air at 6:15, first pitch at 6:30 tonight right here on espn central texas Television tonight on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Then the Bears close the regular season hosting the Oklahoma State Cowboys this weekend. Make note the series Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at Baylor Ballpark. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow, I'm John Morris. Recently on Game Time. And we're joined now by Jeff Wilson from rangerstoday.com. First of all, when you're talking about Willie Calhoun or Zach Rex, you're talking about the last guy on the team, the 13th position player out of 13. So I think you kind of have to put it in context there. How big of a deal is it? It's a big deal because he was the guy in the U Darvish trade. You know, one thing that thought Willie had outgrown was, for lack of a better word, his poutiness when something goes wrong. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, 805, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business, and brought to you by Big Boys Record Service, Good Feet, and Landscape Supply Service, family-owned and operated since 1984 out in Spiegelville. All right, uh, let's see. Where do we? Quick note here from the CNC Collision Center text line. Uh, this is from Brandon. Brandon said uh, the NFL suspended Zeke for six games when he didn't get charged with anything. I bet Deshaun gets suspended. Would you be surprised? No, I wouldn't be surprised. I said that earlier. I'm I'm not surprised at anything the NFL does. But, I mean, look, they, they at least had to do something and, and try to say, okay, well, this guy's fixing to start in the NFL. We've, we've got to step in here. I don't – you just never know at the NFL what they're going to do. But – I, I would not be shocked if he get like I said earlier, 10 games. Yeah, makes sense. What if the NFL simply said, resolve your issues, whether they be legal or civil, before you return to the league? That would be the logical thing, which means it probably wouldn't happen. <laughs> but, but that's – no, for real, that is probably what should happen. I mean, I thought – Clearly that that's what the the Texans were doing. 
all along was like, you know what? Once well, that's exactly once what the this Texans deal's were doing. done, then we'll take a look. I mean, and I don't, I honestly don't believe he would ever. Even if everything would have been resolved, I don't think he would have played in Houston again. I think there was just too much stuff. But I I think that they they were more willing to. They were know. so relieved when oh, the Browns gave him that They had him sitting on the shelf, and they <laughs> right. were not going to play him until it all completely came clear what was going to happen. Almost every and you, day. Look, you got to respect that for the Texans. Absolutely. Yep. yep, almost every day the coach was being asked about Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Is he in the building? Is he going through? You know, every day. But, you know, I again – they, I think that they, I think they'd come to the realization we're not doing anything until the legal and civil aspects of this situation are resolved. And that's part of the reason why the NFL stepped in because Cleveland said, "Yeah, we don't care." Exactly. Cleveland said, "Hey, we we checked it out. It, it's 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 a yeah, big well, to do about nothing, but you know, clearly not." You no, know, I mean, come on. Now. All those cases would have already gone away, and they haven't. Yeah, and they haven't. And so Cleveland just kind of said, "Yeah, it doesn't matter to us. Come on, we'll take the heat. Yeah, we'll make it work." And so the NFL went, "Uh oh." Do you think they make that move, that drastic move, if you're Cleveland, if Cincinnati wasn't on the rise? Like I feel like that's your right. That that's kind of forced your oh, hand. Oh yeah, I I think so. But I mean, again, Cleveland's Cleveland. I know. I mean, do you? I I don't think in my lifetime I'm ever going to see Cleveland on the other side of it. That's a good. You don't? No, I I think that that that's just gonna be a dumpster fire from now on. Hmm. I don't think Deshaun Watson, once he gets cleared, if he is the starting quarterback, is the saving grace for Cleveland. I don't think he is. Deshaun Watson's just happy to have a logo on the side of his helmet. He's not. He's not gonna save that franchise. Especially, we don't know what he's gonna look like in a game anymore. I mean, look, they can get the number one pick for the next 10 years, and I don't think it's going to save Cleveland. I just I think Cleveland's one of those teams that's just destined for failure. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but it's just kind of the way – I mean, kind of like the Jets. You ever expect the Jets to – are we going to see – since Joe Namath was the quarterback, you know, they've been up yeah. and down, but they've always been kind of – you know, the Giants' little brother. That's a good point. But I think you need that, right? Like that's you what makes have those franchises. It's like in wrestling or something, right? Like you got the, yeah. the good guy, the bad guy. So where you can, you know, maybe they they win three or four in a row, and everybody's going nuts, right. and then all of a sudden, give some hope to a city. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> it hits the rails. I just, I, I don't think Cleveland's ever gonna be out of the mess they're in. With Kevin Costner as their general manager, you don't like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> what what did I say? Oh, that was a great movie. <laughs> it, it really was a fun movie. And you wonder, is some of that stuff slightly true? I mean Probably. A little bit. It was a it was some nasty stuff that went on there. <laughs> but look what he did in the la I mean, look, they were down the la like the last hour or two. He's fixing to get fired. And he, yeah, and I he mean, saved it was, it was Cleveland. A he, well, we don't know. They Did they show their record after that? I mean, he, he saved the movie. Everybody's happy. But we don't know how it turned out. They may have went 0-10 there, too. Exactly. They could have. 
I just I don't think that they're ever going to climb out of the ditch. I mean, they haven't they haven't really shown any progress in my lifetime. No, at I mean, all. When was the last time Cleveland got excited? Bernie Kosar, Bernie Kosar was, their was their quarterback, quarterback, and he got beat by John Elway. Yep, in the drive. Yes, the drive. Nine hundred and ninety nine yards, or something like that. Just a kick in the gut. Yeah, it was. And they have never, never rebounded. Well, yeah. You Do know, you know who Bernie Kosar is? Yes, I know who okay. Bernie Kosar <laughs> is. Just curious. I know who Bernie Kosar <laughs> is. Just curious. I mean, they they were relevant then. They were relevant when when you know Jim Brown played for them. Yeah, yeah, they were. They've got the phases. They'll, they'll, they'll do it every 20 years or so. What, 20? It's been 40 <laughs> since Kozar played. But, man, That's I true. mean, when they were playing in Municipal Stadium in the Dog Pound, and they had, they, they had it rolling before they, they went to Baltimore for the uprooted and, the and franchise. I, I think that that's why they'll never get back. That was the nail in the coffin. Yes. Art Modell just when, took, when he, he, got, his team, he got that Mayflower trout. When he took his team and left and in went the to middle Baltimore, of the night. You know, oh. I just I doomed that franchise. Just like the Colts. They're doomed. Oh, the Colts have won, though. They have a little. That's well, different. Peyton won a couple of games there. I mean Yeah, he did. So but, but they're still, I mean, they're you know. Yeah, they're average. They're average. But they're, they're fun average. But how uh, about that? I mean, stop and think about that now. I mean, but the I mean, look, you get the moving truck in the middle of the night, and you, you get out of town without paying the rent. I guess. I and then brutal. you bring a franchise back. Not a good look. Well, you didn't bring. I mean, that's really a new franchise with an old name. I mean, and that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, come on. All their all their actual records. Or Baltimore. Or in Baltimore. Sure they are. Which is, makes no sense to me. Well, that's the franchise. Got a new name. Then they bring <laughs> Anyway. Right oh. there at the birth of football, and they can't get nothing We're done. Out. It is. It's crazy. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's segue here for just a second and talk about some college football. <laughs> All right. So, Garrett, you, you've, st- you've come across a, a interesting article about Power 5 football. Oh, the Power Five one. Uh, okay. You know what? Let's let's no. Let's let's do the Group of Five. I like that. Well, so the AAC they did an article yesterday on CBS Sports by David Cobb where he ranked the AAC coaches that are coming into next season, and it made me wonder how would these coaches rank if they were coming into the Big Twelve? Because the top three coaches in here are Luke Fickle at Cincinnati, Gus Malzahn UCF, and Dana Hogerson at Houston. I don't think that's really any surprise there. So how would those guys fit if they were to come into the Big 12 this year with the coaches you have there? Do they do you see any of them cracking the top three? And take Oklahoma and Texas out of it. Oh, top three if you top take three. them out? Like, like where do they where did these coach where's Luke Fickle? Where does Holgerson, where's Gus Malzahn? If they were right now in the Big 12, how does that stack up to the coaches you have here? I think all three have won at at, at the power five level, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Well, Fickle may not have, but Fickles just was just in the college football playoff. I said power five. Well, that's right. Okay, Cincinnati power five. Uh, but I mean, Hogerson has won, uh, and you know he in and uh, Malzahn's got a national. Malzahn's championship. got a national championship. Hogerson won at West Virginia. Uh, I think they'd fit just fine. I think they're going to fit just fine. I I I think they're going to. I think these are quality football coaches that are bringing their programs into this conference. Uh, look, they they've got skins on the wall. 
mean, they've, they've got, you know, some good resumes. Again, I'll tell you, I, I don't think this is a Power 5 conference. I don't either, but if this is not, then what what takes this the Pac-12 with USC on the rise and Oregon because they're brands? But the Pac-12's already in the, in the loop. But they are the ones behind the Big 12 at the moment. They are about to jump the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Based on what? No, seriously. Based off of brands. Based off OU and Texas leaving. They, it's about brands. They, there is not a brand left in the Big 12 with OU and Texas leave. And the Pac-12 has SC, UC, UCLA, and Oregon. I get that. They've, mm-hmm. got, they've got some, you know. They got the brand name. They got the name on the And they got jersey. Arizona and basketball. I mean, but they, until they move California to the middle of the country. I, I don't think that has anything to do with well, it. Well, it has so far. Because you don't like to stay up late at night doesn't mean other people don't. And they're moving the games up. Well, they better because most people, they've yeah, proven that moved. most people haven't stayed up and watched them. They've been very insignificant. The East Coast, you want to be up at 2.30 in the morning? Well, the East Coast, that is, if, is sports, if, professional sports. If fans. USC's playing, yes. Well, you, you you haven't so far. Let me just say that. The, the television ratings have proven out that when they have a 7 o'clock West Coast game, that that it's a disaster for from a national television. Well, you think standpoint. anybody's going to watch the Big Twelve without Texas and OU in it on the East Coast or the West Coast? Nope. No, they're not. Well, I think it remains to be seen, and, and I, maybe that does not being, remain to be seen. I guarantee you, they're not. There's not a name on the front of the jersey to pull them. You don't think BYU is a name? No, no. not from a national standpoint. See, I, that's where I disagree with you guys because they have they got a fan base that stretches from one border to the other, from the west coast to the east coast. No, they they when they when they go on the road anywhere, they've got a ton of fans that are there. There is a I, I, that fill up small stadiums. They don't fill up the big. But we're stadiums. not talking about the stadiums per se. We're talking about the television eyes. I I'm. Look, I'm not stopping down to watch BYU. And I get it. I mean, it doesn't interest you, and it never has, and you've been there from the very beginning. But obviously somebody does because there's been an interest in, in, in BYU. Uh, we're, you know, bottom line is we're going to find out. We're going to find out if Oklahoma State, if Baylor, and, and BYU, and does, does Houston, and does, do these people bring enough to the party? To, to keep you in the mix. Not in my opinion, they don't. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. If if not, what do you do? If you're this, first of all, if you're this league, what do you do? Second of all, if you're not in this league, if if does do you just eliminate this league and, and only have four power I, five I, conferences or whatever the case may be? Possibly. I mean, I'm surprised it didn't dissolve. I mean, it was a it, well, it was it was close. It was very close. It was close, and then I th- and I, and when they came to the table with BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, and, and Central, I, look, did they every one of them excite me? No, but there was enough there to, to keep me intrigued by this league. Zero excitement for me out of any of them coming in. All right, well, and, and you may be right. All right, uh, Garrett says, "Shut up!" It's eight eighteen, <laughs> and we will. So it's eight eighteen, and we're, we'll step aside, and we're coming right back with more in a moment. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. At Alliance Bank, you'll find superior service and products to meet your financial needs. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. We'll see a few high clouds from time to time today. Otherwise, lots of sunshine. It'll be another hot and humid day with highs topping out at 96 degrees. Mostly clear skies tonight. We fall to 72 and partly cloudy tomorrow. Just as hot and breezy with a high of 97. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. It's on to round three for the Bosqueville Bulldogs. Hi, this is Todd Barfield. Join us this Thursday as the Bulldogs take on the Toler Rattlers in game one of a best two out of three series. Our coverage begins on our sister station, 1590 AM and 99.3 Kicker Country. Coverage begins with the warm-up show at 645. We'll have the first pitch and all the play-by-play at 7 o'clock. It's Toler and your Bosqueville Bulldogs this Thursday night on our sister station. 1590 AM and 99.3 Kicker Country. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Are you tired of the same old boring pizza? Well, it's time to step it up and head on over to Village Pizzeria and Gelato Bar in Union Hall off Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco. This pizza is a handcrafted cuisine from the Castillo family, serving the fine food since the 1930s. Order by the slice or a whole pie or try Castillo's spaghetti and meatballs. Top your meal off with Italian gelato with many flavors to choose from. Village Pizzeria and Gelato Bar in Union Hall, Waco. Stop by or check them out at villagepizzeria.com. Security Bank of Crawford offers the citizens of Bell, Bosque, Coriel, and McLennan counties competitive rates on a variety of commercial and consumer deposit accounts, plus certificates of deposits in ranges of 30 days to 5 years. And Security Bank of Crawford is also here for commercial, consumer, and real estate loans. So if you live in Bosqueville, China Spring, Clifton, Crawford, Evant, Oglesby, Prairie Chapel, or Valley Mills, do yourself a favor and check out the friendly employees at Security Bank of Crawford. Member FDIC and Equal Housing. Waco has a gun show, and it's at the Lee Lockwood Library and Museum, benefiting the Scottish Rite Foundation of Texas, Saturday, May 21st, and Sunday, May 22nd. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the show where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms. Located 2801 West Waco Drive, the Lee Lockwood Library and Museum. This gun show is to help raise funds for the Scottish Rite Foundation's many charities in the state of Texas. The Real Texas Gun Show at the Lee Lockwood Library and Museum, Saturday, May 21st, 9 to 5, and Sunday, May 24th, from noon to 4. As the challenges of the pandemic continue, families in poverty are facing fears. They're afraid of hunger, of eviction, but they're not afraid of hard work. When even two jobs aren't enough, they find a way for their families. But when you give to the Salvation Army, you help their hopes outpace their fears. Just $25 a month helps families fend off homelessness. Keep hope marching on at SalvationArmyUSA.org. When I grow up, I want to be a ballerina. They can stand on their tippy toes, wear fancy tutus, and twirl around like magical princesses. If your child is sick over and over again, it could be PI, a serious defect of the immune system. Early testing gives children a chance to dream. I can't wait to grow up, because then I will leap for the stars. 
Jeffrey Modell Foundation, helping children reach for their dreams. Visit info4pi.org. All right, uh, it is 8-22-22 after 8. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward-Garrett, this is a Tuesday edition of the program uh, as we roll through here on this uh, Tuesday. Hey, hey, Ward, I don't know if you saw this, but I, I wanted to bring it up. Did you see, you know, there's a lot of controversy still going on with Phil Mickelson and, and that the golf league uh, – the Saudi Arabian Golf League that's that's coming, uh, that Greg Norman heads up. Article today that I saw from the great Jack Nicholas that said, hey, uh, they wanted me first, that they offered him a ton of money, not once, but twice, to be the face of that golf league instead of Greg Norman. So if you're Greg Norman today, what are you thinking? Did you? I mean, did any of you guys Uh-oh, see that? Oh, this is a failed bit coming right at me. Yeah, I mean, that, you said they—they. They I would probably feel used, <laughs> definitely used. I mean, and humiliated. It, it is. I I don't know, man. That was wild when 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 uh, when Greg when uh, Jack Nick the the Jack Nicholas article came out and, and he said that he had to, he turned him down once verbally and turned him down a second time with a written letter. And I'm like, well, what's old Greg Norman thinking this morning? <laughs> I mean, because he really has gone out on a limb and, and, and has said some some things about the PGA and, and, and not allowing – because the PGA is not allowing their players to play in this league. They're not releasing them to go play in this league. And, and I get that. I mean, at first I thought it was kind of crazy. But then the more you think about it, would the National Football League let a guy go – you know, hey, you take two weeks off and go play in Canada and then come back and – and rejoin your team with the Cardinals. No, that's not going to happen. And that's why the PGA is not allowing it. But, man, if you're, if you're Greg Norman, hey, oh, by the way, you're, he's, he now knows he's at least number two on the list. Could he be number three or four? Who knows? Depends on how big that check is. I may not care. Well, it, Jack Nicklaus certainly did. Uh, well, I know, but if I'm Greg Norman, I mean, if, if – I mean, on hard times. Yeah. His if, standards. My, if, my, if my bank account's fat because of it. <laughs> So what? Jack was first? Good. I'm glad he turned it down. I'm good. I got a payday. Jack said he was offered $100 million. Yeah, how much is Greg Norman getting? Well, I don't know. $39.95? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we're going to bring you for a that's, discount and that's everything. That's what would make me mad if I come back and he got <laughs> he got a $100 million offer and I'm getting fifty grand. Yeah. Wait a minute here. <laughs> Time out. Something's not working. <laughs> I, I, need to, I need to renegotiate. <laughs> I just I saw that and I went well. Isn't that interesting? If I'm Greg Norman, what do I what am I what am I waking up thinking this morning? Uh, Again, it depends on what how big a check they wrote him. <laughs> I, if it wasn't close point. to hundred million, then I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little bit mad. <laughs> yeah. I'm coming at you. I'm, I'm making a phone call real quick. Yeah. Hey, how how much do you want to keep this thing rolling? <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, let's. You know what? We talked football our last segment. Let's see if we can talk a little more football this segment, Gary. So, yeah, I was coming across an article yesterday. Uh, my man Mike Craven at Dave Campbell's put this out where he was looking at the over-under for win totals regarding the Power 5 teams in Texas. And 
for me, when you when I look at Baylor, I think Baylor's regular season next year, I have them at eight and four. I feel like there's a lot to prove on the road. You were very inconsistent. You went and got embarrassed of TCU with Chandler Morris. You struggled in uh, in Stillwater last year in a true road environment, and now you got to go to Provo. You got to go to uh, Oklahoma. You got to go to Texas. You got to go out to Lubbock. I just feel like the odds are stacked against Baylor, so I have them eight and four. Uh, Mike Craven as well. Uh, he has Baylor with nine wins. And the – I mean, I think that's – they could. That's fair. That's doable. I just – to me, I, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I'm just a little nervous with the road game. But you make a great point. Their schedule's a lot more difficult simply oh, because some of those key games that they got at McLean are now going to be on the road this year. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're also having to replace a lot of people as well. So there's a lot of factors that go into that. But uh, Texas A&M, he's got the Aggies with nine wins. Wow, really? Um. That's not why they hired Jimbo. Nine wins is not why they hired Jimbo. It's not, but it's no, it's not realistic. It's realistic because that's that's a gauntlet. I, I, I get it. I, I'm I'm not saying that it's not. And I know that you got Alabama in your division. I get it, but that's not why they hired him. They hired him. It's championships. I I think they hired him hoping for a championship, but they hired him to be competitive well, enough to be in the conversation. What they've done though is. They're being patient with it, whereas Texas it hasn't been patient when they're right. coaching hires. Well, yeah, they're giving him time. They're letting him work. Let him build him foundation. Alone. Yeah, it, it, and I think that'll be you know to be seen. I mean, I think it. I think it could realistically come for Jimbo Fisher. I, I think it can too. I just don't think it's there yet. And I look. I I think that that again. I think they hired him with the hopes of winning championships eventually, but more importantly to be in the conversation on a regular basis, and, and that's, that's what he's at. done. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I do. I mean, I, I think it's coming. I think it can come. I'm not going to say it's come. I, I think it has the potential to be there, especially with this class he just brought in. If you could keep those guys and you could develop them, you have really good quarterbacks on your roster. There's some questions about – I mean, obviously, Haynes King's coming off an injury. Um, but, yeah, I think they got the right thing in place. See, and I'm again, I'm going to be that guy in the room, but I'm going to tell you, I don't think they got that checkbook out in hopes of winning championships. I think they got that checkbook out in expectation of winning championships. Then, then, they're, then they're stupidly fooling themselves if because you're winning, they were too far away. If you're winning nine or ten, year, ten games a year consistently and then you're beating Texas, you know, if they're able to do that, I think everybody in A&M would be, be happy, happy with that. Okay. I, I, again, I, I think they went and got a national championship caliber coach to win national championships. And, and if you're an Aggie, you tell you tell us two five four six six two sixteen sixty. That's our CNC Collision Center text line. What's your expectation uh, with your football program year in and year out? So are you telling me if he doesn't do it within the next three years, he's out? No, no, no. I didn't say that. Okay. I said they hired him with the expectation. Well, absolutely. To, to win a champion to win championships. I, I think that's why every football coach gets hired. Well, you know and I know that there are nine million places where you're going to hire a guy that you know is not a national championship caliber location. That's right. But it's still, I mean, if they, if the only reason why they hired Jimbo Fisher is to win a national championship within this time frame, I and I don't know. No, no, no. I didn't say that. Okay, well then. I didn't say a window. I'm saying that's the expectation. Okay, so why is nine wins this coming year not good enough then if they're trying to get to that plateau? How many did they have last year? They had eight. Eight. Well, okay, maybe that's progress. But look, you tell me what they don't have. 
They've got facilities. They've got money. They've got everything. They don't have they an need. offense and defensive line right now. <laughs> That's just what it boils down to. Yep. All right, move on. We've uh, said into this Aggie thing all day long. Uh, the Horns. So he has the Horns with eight wins this season. It's too many. I think every year they get the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. Yeah. They do. It's too many. Every year. I Prove mean, you're it. coming off of five wins, you know, whatever. You had all the talent in the world, but let's see what happens. Uh, let's head to Lubbock. Uh, he has Texas Tech with six wins. He had six wins last year. I, what do you think, Ooh. Mr. Red Raider? Ooh. I I don't know. What I don't would that know where do they... for the fan folks in, in Lubbock, Texas? I, and with Joey McGuire there, I think, I don't know. I think they're happier. Even with six wins, they'd be happier than they were with the previous regime. I agree with that. I, I just I because they still they feel more engaged with Joey McGuire. I I don't think they were ever. Oh, well, he's definitely, yeah, yeah, gotten entrenched with the, the culture. Absolutely. There. So it's it's a different it's a different vibe going on in Lubbock right now. So six wins. Does it matter which six it is? Oh, that's a great Ooh. question. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. If look, if they can beat Texas, all is forgiven. What about Baylor? With the the ties, um, I don't think I don't I don't yet, I really don't think you know. And I know that the game was at AT and T for so long, and which it you shouldn't know, have been. That was terrible. In my and, and you know it was a bad idea. It, and well, they you still, know what the idea was. Yeah, the idea was, was we're going to recruit the, this Metroplex. Well, Let's and, get these and kids in there. Both and they're so the the alumni base for both schools is big in the Metroplex, but it didn't. It just didn't work out. One, the building's too big for those two teams, and so. But I mean, I I just don't I don't think honestly that Baylor and Tech are really is really a true rival it's game. Not. I just don't. I think Baylor is more concerned about Texas and TCU and TCU, and I think Tech's more concerned about Texas. And so I you know as being a rivalry game, I don't know if that win does does it, but certainly the Texas win would do it. The last Power 5 school on the list, the Horned Frogs of TCU, he has them with seven wins this season, coming off of five wins last year. Man, you got so much change. I, I, don't, I don't know about seven wins. I don't think that's realistic for the Frogs. I, I could be wrong. I just I don't see it. How many? Seven. I mean, there's so much turnover there. I know Chandler Morris more than likely is going to win that quarterback battle. You have a lot of talented players. I just, man, I think seven's a little high. Uh, let's look at their schedule. I just, you know. While you pull up the schedule, a couple quick notes here. CNC Collision Center text line. Uh, let's see. Where did I go? I missed it here. Uh, let's see. As long as the boosters keep opening the wallet, A&M will get a natty. And so, I, I don't, uh, I, I, I think they have, they they have the right guy in place to Absolutely. give them a chance to get a national championship. I do believe that 100%. I, and I, I think he might be able to pull it off, but I, again, I don't, I don't know that. I, I think that they, they certainly wanted him to win a national championship, but I think that they hired him with the intention of giving them a chance to be in the conversation for a national championship. Which they, they pushed Bama. They've beaten Bama. Yeah. I mean, so that's one check mark. Mm-hmm. Just build it consistently. How many uh, wins did you say for TCU? Seven. Seven. I, I, think I don't that see that's, it. I, I, I see it. Yeah. Who? What's their What's their non-con look like? Non-cons: Colorado, Tarleton, and SMU. 
Yeah, the SMU game's that's, tricky. I I, th- I think they're three and zero. I don't think it's tricky. I really don't. Well, they're playing for the microwave or whatever it is. The iron skillet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the microwave game. Oh. How great would that be? <laughs> That's funny. Sorry. One <laughs> uh, other one. That I we... think SMU is going to be down. I mean, they they lost a lot. They lost a lot. They got. I mean, was that hire flashy at all? Not no, really. Not at all. Hey, uh, one more real quick from the 254. The Big 12 could go after the Arizona school since the Pac-12 TV deal is up first. Right now, I'd take the new Big 12 uh, over the Pac-12 until the USC rises, and I think Ward is overrating Riley. So, there you go. Uh, 834, this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Let's talk a little Juco baseball with Mitch Thompson. Let's do it next on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. Bill Brock, the new women's basketball coach at MCC. I Again, I think that's a great hire. And how about this? I mean, he's so well thought of at Grace, and they named the court after him. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. That's and he's in incredible. there at Hall of Fame. And now MCC and Grayson, when they play each other, mm-hmm. he'll be the visiting coach. Playing on his own court. Yes, <laughs> on a court with his name on it. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. Since 2014, CNA Agribusiness and the Anthony Bubert family have been supporting the agricultural needs of the Crawford community and the surrounding areas through custom application, crop scouting, and other services. CNA Agribusiness is family owned and as lifelong residents of Crawford, they are proud to raise their children in this community and to cheer on the Crawford Lady Pirates. Let's go, Pirates! Isbell Construction LTD, located in the Crawford area, is a family-owned and operated utility company that contracts for Texas telephone companies. Established in 1985, Isbell Construction LTD takes pride in their work and in their hometown. Isbell Construction LTD supports the local communities and the Crawford Lady Pirates. Isbell Construction LTD wishes the Lady Pirates a big win all the way to state. Go Lady Pirates! Unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for all occasions can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond. You'll find a nice selection of metal art and wall decor items for your home or office. Western art and pictures, purses, Talavera pottery, lamps, boots, hats, crosses made from metal resin, and Montana silversmith items. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. 
Hopkins Oil Company is proud of the students, faculty, staff, and administration of Crawford Independent School District and wishes the Pirates and Lady Pirates all the best on the field, court, or diamond. Established in 1962, Hopkins Oil Company of Crawford is the oldest running wholesale fuel and lubricant distributor in Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Jeff and Molly Bays and open 24-7, Hopkins Oil Company has a proud tradition of quality products and outstanding customer service. If you'd like to learn more about Hopkins Oil Company, call Brad Cox at 254-486-0123. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. MCC is a win away from a return trip to the JUCO World Series. They beat Grayson 16-11 and Midland 13-12 before it's the second title game against Midland at 1 o'clock today. Action at Baylor Ballpark tonight as the Bears host Stephen F. Austin for their final non-conference game of the year. First pitch is at 6.30 and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor has been invited to the National Invitational Softball Championships in Fort Collins, Colorado. They get a first round bye and will play Saturday against either Rutgers or San Diego. The Rangers cruise to a 7-4 victory over the Angels. Game two of that series tonight and you can hear the game on Fox Sports Central Texas. The Astros not only lost to Boston 6-3, but starting pitcher Jake Odorizzi is carted off the field with a leg injury. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service in Robinson, Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace, and Landscape Supply in Spiegelville. Mow with the best, Gravely. Day 39, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward-Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And we're joined now by McClendon Head Baseball Coach Mitch Thompson. Toppy, good morning. How are you? Hey, good. Worn out, thanks. I understand. <laughs> hey, so when you went to Midland, your objective was to get to the championship game and play for the right to go to Grand Junction, Colorado. That's exactly what your club has done. you just taken a little different route. Well, the objective was to win it in four straight and to get out. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the The objective was to, to just win the tournament and play our best baseball. And uh, we've had to really we've had to really fight, claw, uh, and compete. And um, our kids have have done exactly that. I mean, we're getting ready to play our seventh game here in Midland in our fifth day of playing, and uh, so we've been stretched really thin. Um, and we've needed everybody on the team to really step up and come through, and it's been fun to watch the guys compete. Uh, Mitch, how did the the injury last night uh, change the the baseball game? You you were in what seemingly in, in great shape. I think you were up seven to one, something like that. When when uh, when your pitcher went down, now, how did that change the complexion of the ball game? Well, just it, it you know through a through another young man. Uh, you know, uh, into the fire, really. And, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> when an injury's happened in baseball, you know, on the mound, uh, the pitcher has to go out to the game mound to, to do all of his warm-up pitches. And uh, so, you know, here's this guy, Cooper Herbacek, who, who has not thrown a whole lot for us this year, maybe three or four innings total. And uh, hey, now you're in the championship game and you've got to run out there to the to the middle of the field and in front of God and everybody throw your warm up pitches and you know so the pressure just keeps rising. But Cooper Cooper, you know, rose to the challenge and, you know, competed hard for a couple innings, giving us some 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 quality outs and um we were able to get the ball to to Ryan Messick to finish the game up. 
So what does what does your pitching look like as you head into uh, today's final game? Well, we're stretched thin. There's no question. I mean, the format of this tournament's not set up for somebody to do what we're doing, and and uh, there's no college baseball team in the country that that's set up to do what we're doing. I mean, we've you know uh, we've never played seven games in five days. Who would schedule that? Who would think that their, their team should do that? And uh, but that's the way we're doing it in this tournament, and. Uh, you know, it's a little bit frustrating because, uh, you know, we're going to be asking a little more out of these kids than we ought to be asking out of them, especially kids that are going on the mound. And, uh, you know, for you as a coach, it's really a, it's a, it's a concerning thought. You, you, you know, I mean, you don't want you know, the last thing you want to see is anybody get hurt, just like you know, even last night after the walk off the mound. So, so Mitch, there was I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe during COVID that uh, you guys went to two. Uh, regionals if you will and then played a super type uh two out of three at the end what 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 was wrong with that format why didn't you stay with it no that format's fantastic in my opinion i mean it's uh it's absolutely baseball it's how the ncaa does things but um you know our coaches in our region voted to voted to do it differently the bylaws of our region um say that the tournament's going to be an 18 tournament until we can get people on board to understand that you know, this is not how baseball should be played. This is how it'll be done. And then, you know, the competitive nature of our kids is so great. I mean, they, they want to win. They want to compete. And we've been preparing all year for this moment. So, you know, every kid believes that they can do it. And, and uh, you know, we as coaches, we want to win too. And it just puts it puts us in really difficult situations uh, to make to make really, really sometimes even crazy decisions. Your uh, your club hit three bombs last night. How, how is the park played? Are, are you guys just barreling up the baseball right now, or is the does the park play small? I mean, what's what's the what's Midlands ballpark like? No, we're definitely. Uh, I mean, we're definitely barreling up the baseball, and we've been swinging the bat really well, and it's been fun to watch them do that. But but the park does play small. I mean, uh, you know, uh, if you were to see the difference in the in the hitting stats from the Western Conference of our of our region here to our our northern conference region you would you would just be blown away by the numbers that the western guys are able to put up and and you know the wind is blowing and um you know i mean you, the one thing i told our guys before we played the game last night is i said hey it's another it's another game of you never have enough and you're never out of it so it's a 27 out game here today we've got to compete every out and by gosh we needed it and you know, yesterday's game was really decided by about an inch. So uh, you've played Midland in the regular season. You've now played them a couple of times in the postseason. So there's there's no real secrets. What's today's baseball game about for the right to go to Grand Junction? Well, it'll just be it's just going to be uh, who who can pitch, who can pitch, and who can make you know make make plays and and uh, you know take outs when you can get them. You know. Um, I mean, that's what it's going to be because both teams are going to swing the bat. It's not going to be, you know, I'd, I'd be shocked if it's a five to four ball game. Um, I just don't see that happening the way the wind's going to blow and the way the park's going to play. And, um, you know, but so it'll be a, it'll be a test of endurance. It'll be a test of, uh, of just holding it together, you know, mentally, uh, both on the mound and at the plate and continuing to compete until the last out's made. Not not to get too deep into this thing, but is for you or is this about piecing it together to get your your uh, your nine innings? 
Oh, no question. We're going to have to, we're going to have to work some miracles. Um, and we've got kids who can do good, do good things. And the, you know, I mean, we've got some guys that are ready to go, uh, again, but you know, it's a little shorter rest than what you wanted to do. Um, but, but, you know, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited for our guys. You know, I mean, when we lose the, if you lose either one of the first two games in this tournament that you play, if you lose either one of the first two, then you have to play five games. Okay. Uh, in three days, uh, following that to win the tournament and it's just incredibly challenging when you've already played two ball games and now you've got to play five and and unless you can get run rules which we were not able to do uh you know because you know we're playing we're playing new mexico who's the champion out west and then we play weatherford who's we've got a really quality club in our league and we beat them then we play grayson who finished second in our league and we have to fight them and go extra innings to win and then we play midland um, you know, unless unless you can get run rules, then then this thing really drags out, and we were not able to do that, so we were not able to save pitching uh, in the in the elimination part of the tournament. And now here we are in the championship game, and it's a nine inning game with no run rule, so we've got to we've got to get twenty seven out somehow, some way, um, and we've got to end up one run one run better. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, to, to to get out of here, but that's that's what we're going to be trying to do, and we're we're really excited about our guys and, and their effort that they've given. My goodness, what a Herculean effort! With, and uh, really proud. With all of that being said, all the odds and the, the adversity that y'all have seen over the past few days has that taught you anything new about this ball club? Oh no, not not really. Um, you know, what I've seen is I've seen the heart of a lion. I've seen a, a team that loves each other. I've seen a team that, you know, that, that, that really competes. I told them, I told them the other day after we lost, I said, the only way, uh, the only way we're able going to be able to come back is, is to be the best team. And I said, you know, are you the best team? And they feel like they are. And I said, well, then the best team can come back. And I, I gave them an example of, of how uh, the best team came back and beat us in 2014 in this tournament and how our best team or one of our, you know, when I felt like we were the best team in 2017, how we came back through this tournament and won. Uh, and I told him this, I said, but it's going to take everybody. It's going to take all of us. It's going to take every one of us. And, you know, I mean, people don't even understand when you play it, play a doubleheader during the day. I mean, we were out there for, for uh, we went to the ballpark at 1145 yesterday and we waited as long as possible because we were just worn out after playing the doubleheader the day before. And we didn't get off that ballpark last night until 1030 uh, at night. And so, you know, it's a hundred, 104 degrees out here. And uh, it's been, it's been challenging. I just, I've seen the heart of a lion. I've seen the team that loves each other. I've seen a team that really, really knows how to compete. And for me as a coach, I can't be more proud. The family, the togetherness, the brotherhood that we have here, um, it's special. And, you know, I guess the overall culture of the program is so much fun for me to see that um, how everybody supports everybody. Uh, one of the coolest moments last night is is uh, we're getting ready to write the lineup up for the Midland game, and, and we've had a couple guys struggle a little bit, and I uh, – I, I went to my assistant coaches. I said, I think I'm going to play Johnny Sokoli at first base. And, uh, and they said, okay, I, I, I like that. And well, well, Johnny hasn't started a game at first base all year. Hasn't started a game for us all year. 
And uh, but we've had live at bats. We've kept, kept preparing guys. Johnny's continued to work. He's continued to 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 compete hard. And doggone, his first at bat last night, he hits a two run home run. Uh, first pitch he sees. And you know, I mean, to see our team then celebrate Johnny, who's been an unbelievable teammate all year long, uh, who's stayed with the process to get to have a moment like that. And, and I'll be dead gum. Johnny's going to be in the lineup again today. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go. And uh, and I'm just so proud of those type of things because it tells you what kind of a culture we have, and it tells you what 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 kind of heart these kids have. Mitch, well, we appreciate your time. I, I know you, 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 it, you've been going from sunup to sundown for the last several days, and we really do appreciate your time. We wish you the very best at 1 o'clock today against Midland, and thanks so much for being with us. Well, appreciate you guys having us on, and, man, I, I really appreciate all the notes and texts from everybody back home. And, uh, you know, we're going to try and win this one today and uh, and continue on. Uh, and, and I love these kids, and uh, – you know, I appreciate everybody back home. So thanks a lot. Thanks, Coach. Talk to you soon. Mitch Thompson, the uh, head coach of the McLennan Highlanders. And it, it, it really, you know, I, I wanted to bring up the deal because there's two winners out of Texas. Uh, you know, uh, Ward, as you know, one of the other regions, the other region is is down south, uh, and San Jacinto won that region, and they're going to the College World mm-hmm. Series. They've already won it. But they use that format where you have two regions and then a super regional. That makes more sense. A lot more sense. You're playing seven games. Look, it was thirteen to twelve last night. Is that what you? No, no. But and they had a thirteen to two lead. Well, it's because everybody's running out of pitching. Absolutely. And, and now Midland is playing their fifth game, while McLennan's playing their seventh game. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, not there's at no all. equity there at all. And you can say, well, don't get in the losers bracket. Well, don't play that format where it's eight teams going at each other. No, that's that's. Not right. You're asking for somebody to get hurt. Well, honestly, well, like he pointed out, they get to the ballpark at ten thirty in the morning, get home at ten thirty at night. That's crazy. It's crazy. Anyway, uh, but that's the format. They got one game, winner take all, one o'clock today against Midland. Uh, we are presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, where they are committed to taking care of their customers, and that means having as much new inventory on hand for you to choose from. During the Memorial Day sale, you can shop the large selection of 2022 cars, trucks, and SUVs, and find that vehicle that's just right for you and your family. You need um, maintenance, well, or repair? Trust me. They have skilled technicians that will take care of your vehicle and get you back on the road and uh, back on the road safer than before. And there, and again, it's uh, it's a great place. It's a family atmosphere. You heard Mitch talking about family. Well, that's exactly what you get with Ted Teague and his group at Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Coach Rod and the Bears back at Baylor Ballpark. And here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back home at Baylor Ballpark Tuesday, hosting the Lumberjacks of Stephen F. Austin. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch for Baylor SFA Baseball Tuesday. The home of Baylor Bear Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. Koki Family Farms provides the ultimate in custom application and fertilizer for all your road crops and pasture needs. They are a distributor of fertilizer for farmland, grain, 
feed, hay, pasture crops, and vegetation for agricultural and farm supplies, along with growing and raising corn, wheat, and sorghum. Gokey Family Farms is your local contact for LG corn seed and their performing corn hybrids and grain sorghum products. A proud supporter of Crawford High School Athletics, Gokey Family Farms, seven generations strong. Whether you own a convenience store or the corner sandwich shop, TNS Financial Solutions of Waco wants to be your ATM and credit card processing partner. They offer state-of-the-art ATMs and credit card processing and boast a combined 20 years of experience in offering top-notch customer service. TNS Financial Solutions equipment has the most up-to-date software and capability needed to keep up with today's fast pace. If you need an ATM for your business, learn more at TNSFinancialSolutions.com. Hopkins Oil Company is proud of the students, faculty, staff, and administration of Crawford Independent School District and wishes the Pirates and Lady Pirates all the best on the field, court, or diamond. Established in 1962, Hopkins Oil Company of Crawford is the oldest running wholesale fuel and lubricant distributor in Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Jeff and Molly Bays and open 24-7, Hopkins Oil Company has a proud tradition of quality products and outstanding customer service. If you'd like to learn more about Hopkins Oil Company, call Brad Cox at 254-486-0123. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include any one meat plate with two sides for only $8.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. MCC is a win away from a return trip to the JUCO World Series. They beat Grayson 16-11 and Midland 13-12 to force the second title game against Midland at 1 o'clock today. Action at Baylor Ballpark tonight as the Bears host Stephen F. Austin for their final non-conference game of the year. First pitch is at 6.30, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor has been invited to the National Invitational Softball Championships in Fort Collins, Colorado. They get a first-round bye and will play Saturday against either Rutgers or San Diego. The Rangers cruise to a 7-4 victory over the Angels. Game two of that series tonight, and you can hear the game on Fox Sports Central Texas. The Astros not only lost to Boston 6-3, but starting pitcher Jake Odorizzi is carted off the field with a leg injury. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, 8:56, and again, uh, thanks to Shehan Raja for being on the program today, talking some sports with us. Uh, also, thanks to Ward for his love of the Rangers uh, that he mm. shared with us earlier this morning, and again, uh, thanks to Mitch Thompson Toppy for being on the program today. And uh, on game day and talking about uh, uh, his club and, and what they got to try to get done today as far as uh, as the championship game is concerned. They play at 1 o'clock today uh, against Midland. And, uh, man, oh, man, wish them the best as they try to get right back to Grand Junction, Colorado and play for a, uh, a national championship. 
Uh, coming up this afternoon, 3 o'clock, the voice of the Bears, John Morris, will be here. And John's special guest will be Glenn Moore, the uh, longtime head softball coach at Baylor University. That'll be coming up at 3. Don't forget, Matt's at 4. And we are right back with you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. right here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. For Ward and Garrett, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.